Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Etchison. We're here on Monday, January 9th, 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everyone is doing well. We just closed on an eight-unit apartment, which this is going to be our first complete gut and rehab. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know I do invest in a lot of apartment syndications, which are like where you pool money together to get larger buildings. But I also buy buildings on my own with my real estate partner, my good friend, Jacob. We're always looking around the area where I live, and we're trying to buy anything that's six units or larger. And in the past, every building we've gotten, we've been able to more than double our invested money on it within two years. And this one, we should triple our money. So this one's exciting. And and these are fun investments. So I've had a lot of people kind of ask me about, like, how do I get into this? How do I get into real estate and stuff like that? It's not like something you can just listen to me say one thing and you're going to go do it. You're going to have to learn about it. But here's some of the advice I'd give you is I'd say, take a course on the real estate that you're looking to buy. For me, it's multifamily, it's apartments. Rod Khalif is someone who has a podcast and he gives a great course on multifamily. And I think they do it like three or four times a year in different locations. So check that out. Check out Rod Khalif. I'd say find a real estate agent and just get them to sign you up for the MLS. The MLS is the listing service where all the things are listed and just have them sign up for something, anything four units or more or something like that. And just look at a certain area. When I first started doing this, I was learning, I was looking all around Chicago area. It's much easier just to know one area. So this, this area that's in a suburb by us is where I, I'm investing now. After you learn like the basics and stuff, just buy something. Buy it and manage it for six months. And I don't recommend you manage your own building like going forward, but I think you should do it just to have an idea of what it entails before you hire a management company. And you can hire a management company right out of the gate, but I think it's really important just to kind of see what's involved in it so you know a little bit more about behind the scenes and you're just a little more educated. Because the first building you buy is going to be an educational experience. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to make some, some mistakes. And it's just like anything else we do, we get more experience. But the nice thing about real estate is that if you price things reasonably, it's really hard to lose money. Unless you're over leveraged where you've borrowed more than you can sustain if stuff gets really bad, which we know like the market kind of feels funny right now. As long as you're not over leveraged and over borrowing, you should be okay. It's not like stocks where you can lose everything. You might lose some money, but you're not going to lose your entire investment. I wanted to give a shout out to some recent reviews on my new book, Dental Practice Hero 2, How a Three-Day Work Week Can Give You the Life You Want. Shout out to Dr. Winston Fang, Jordan Rigsby, and also Tony. No last name on that Tony one, but Thank you so much for buying the book, but more so for taking the time to write that review. If you bought my book and I see how many have been bought, please give it a review if you liked it. I'm really proud of this one, and I, I like this one better than my first one. I really do. Yeah, I, if you could give a review, I would really appreciate it. I'm recording the audiobook right now. I'm about 65% finished, and that's been a trip. Holy cow. But yeah, it's going to get done. So for 2023, I think it's really important to write down goals. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the last week's episode with my life coach, Ellen Brown. Go check that out. That was a great episode. But she talks about writing a narrative. And this is something that I did a little over two years ago. And it's funny reading it now because it's like it all materialized. Everything I wrote like happened. And I hope that's your experience with writing down your goals is that you go back and look at some old ones and you're like, man, I, I did all this stuff. That's awesome. And that's an exercise I plan to do in the next few days, maybe next week. But I do want to share some of my goals for 2023 and just get you, just let you know what I'm doing. So hopefully this can kind of maybe inspire you to do this for yourself. For the practice, we started a membership plan. We just rolled it out January 1st. And this is our biggest step, one of the big steps for us going out of network. We are reaching capacity. 
and we can't expand anymore and we can't be open really anymore. And it's just time where our next move is going to be dropping insurances. And we're definitely going to drop a big one this year, if not drop all of them this year. But this was a big step into it. Another major goal I have for the practice is that I want to increase our efficiencies as a team. And I want to like really tame down our schedule so that people don't feel overwhelmed by our patient volume. And it's like, I'll look at a schedule and I'll be like, they'll be like, oh, this day was crazy. And I look at the schedule, I'm like, why? I don't understand. So I need to be more involved in it. So that's what I want to do. I went ahead on my schedule and some of my Wednesdays where I'm supposed to be doing cosmetics and stuff. I'm just going to take that day off and and I'm just going to go in the practice and we're me and my clinical leader just going to walk around and shadow and see where there's training opportunities and see what we need to kind of switch around. But I really want to focus on my schedule personally in the, in the practice is very tame, but I want to focus on look at everyone else's and see if there's any pivots we need to make and see what we can improve or, or help with to make that more efficient. For family, you know, I, I really want to get on a better sleeping schedule. You might have heard me talk about it before. My wife and I wake up for the kids at school each day at 6.30. We get them off to school like by like 7.40. <laughs> we always get back in bed till like 11 or 12. And, and I usually go to sleep about 2, 3 a.m. So I want to actively try to push my, my sleep schedule. I want to do it. I want to push it earlier so that I can go to bed at a more reasonable time and actually wake up with the kids for school and not go back to bed. So that means not having caffeine after a certain hour. That means making sure I'm seeing enough sunlight trying to calm my mind at night and, and just being consistent on a wake up time. So that's something that's important to me this year. And I think it's going to make a difference in, in how I relate to my family and, and just how I feel. You know, I like my nighttime hours. I love reading and I read so much at night. And I don't know, you know, it's, I, need, I need to find a, I'm, I'm at the end of the extreme. I think I need to tame it down a little bit. Maybe I won't go to bed at like 10 o'clock, but if I could get myself asleep by midnight, I think that'd be a little bit better. My wife and I, you know, we were doing a weekly date night, like religiously. We were like, it was, it was in the schedule. We were doing it for the longest time. And when the kids started school this year, just because of schedules and sports and stuff, we kind of let it slip. And, and we both kind of agreed that it's, it's much better for us to have that weekly focus time. Not that we don't see each other other times during the week, but it's nice to have that. And when we do that, our relationship is better. So let's get back in the habit of doing that. Let's make that a priority again. So we're going to do that. I'm still not using my phone in the bedroom for the most part, but I do need to get better. I, I have been charging it in the other room and I, I've been good about that. And I use an old school alarm clock when I have to wake up for stuff because I don't want to have my phone in there. But it's been so beneficial to me, but I, I could improve that a little bit. So I want to continue to be a little bit more rule focused that I don't do this. I don't have that, that phone's not in the room. I want to take my daughter to New York this year. We had this trip planned in March of 2020, and we were going to like Broadway plays. We had some really fancy dinners. Like we bought, she bought dresses, and and it, this whole thing was planned. We we're going to go see Ellis Island and the 9/11 uh, Museum, and go to this like different like cupcake and cookie places, and and it was this really cool planned thing that I planned with just her and I. And then you know March 2020, obviously a pandemic kind of ruined it, and. And then just, I guess, pandemic-related policies in New York kind of prevented us from going back until now. So I do want to do that this spring. I'm going to let it warm up just a little bit because I'm in Chicago, and I know New York's probably not all that different than Chicago. So maybe like March or something like that, I think we'll go. We're just going to go for a weekend. I want to do two vacations this year. This is a goal of mine. I want to do two vacations with just my wife. You know, we, we've managed to do one every year, but I want to do two this year. And I just booked a 45-mile hiking and backpacking trip in Rocky Mountain National Park, and she wants to like freaking kill me right now. <laughs> She's so pissed off about it. Because I, I, I asked her, 
But she was like, yeah, let me look into it. Yeah, let me see that. And then I just got tired. I'm like, you know what? You're hesitant to go hiking because you think 45 miles is a long way. And I think it's a long way too, but we're doing it. And I just booked it. And I, and I went and I bought the tickets and I, and I got our hotels for where we're staying before we go on the hiking trek. And yeah, we're going. I'm going to be slightly uncomfortable. We're going to have to train for it, but it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be fun. And it's going to feel good when we get it done. I think we're also going to go to Gulf Shores this year, but I got to sit down on the calendar and I got to book that one. My seven-year-old, this is my youngest daughter. Alyssa, she is now old enough for me to go and fly somewhere with her and just do a nice weekend trip together. So I, I, I'm going to figure out somewhere for her, just her and I to go. And my oldest is the one I'm taking to New York. My wife and my oldest were in Arizona, which is they went to Arizona with just them two last week. And it was just me and my youngest. And we, we did all sorts of stuff together. It was a cool three days. And I think she just, she has reached that point of a new cognition at seven years old where you can kind of just talk about some bigger stuff. And it's just a really cool age. I remember when my oldest, I noticed my oldest transitioned into that. So I want to take a trip with just her, wherever we go, somewhere she wants to go. So we got to figure out what we want to do there. Let's talk about spiritual. I really want to focus. I'm, I've been meditating a lot. And it had a lot, just five hours. I'm sorry, not five hours, just five minutes a day. And I want to continue to meditate and just pray and do gratitude exercises every day. I want to read my, my narrative that I said I was going to write. I want to read that each day, my goals each day, because I know the benefit it has and I know the power of it. So I want to get back into doing that. And I've been just reading a lot about consciousness and what makes us who we are, like how our whole life is just an, ex- it's an experience. Like, what are we like this existential, like deep stuff? I want to be more present and just more spiritual focus and on the energy and how everything's connected and just be more like that. I mean, hey, if, if you want to read an amazing book, The Untethered Soul and Living Untethered by Michael Singer. It is literally, it has been a game changer for just the way I look at things. And it is profound. It blew my mind. And it's not a religious book. It's just about consciousness and, and existentialism. And it's, it's really, really cool. I, I, it was a really interesting read. I can't recommend that enough. I've been looking into doing like a mushroom retreat where you go somewhere and eat magic mushrooms and hallucinate and trip your balls off as like therapy. Like, I think that's just a, a cool thing. I mean, I've, I am no stranger to mushrooms, but, um, yeah, and eating that many where it's like you're talking to dead relatives and and doing sorting out past traumas and stuff. I mean, that's just it's been interesting to me to read about that and just read about the safety of mushrooms and stuff. Fitness wise, I put on about twelve pounds since my hernia surgery, and I'm gonna get that off. Especially, uh, I want to get in great shape for the hiking trip, and I'm committing to practicing my chipping and putting once a week in golf this year because during this off season because I broke ninety. Uh, a few times, two seasons ago, I didn't break 90 a single time this year. So instead of like just going and hitting balls, I'm going to actually do the painful, boring, working on your putting, blah, but I need to. So I'm going to do that money wise. I'm just sitting on a lot of cash right now, waiting for the market to turn. And I'm hoping by the end of this year, as this market changes that I'll have, you know, another 20 or 25 more units of apartments. I'm just sitting, I'm waiting, I'm looking and seeing and when deals come, I'm putting offers in, but I still think uh, it's changing from a seller's to a buyer's market, but it's not quite there yet. We're in a transitionary period. So I'm just waiting, being patient, you know, just sitting on this money. And lastly, you know, my big thing is this year, I just want to live each day like I'm dying this week. I know that sounds like cliche, but I I keep coming back to this perspective. Like when my daughter wants me just to lay with her for another five minutes, or I just feel like vegging out and watching TV instead of like actively engaging my wife or my family. Like, if I knew I only had a week to live, what would I do? That's what I keep coming back to. Like, so, like, how would you live if you, if you really knew? Like, really, like, think about that. 
if death, like the reaper come, comes to your bedside tonight and said, hey, let's go. Would you ask it be like, oh man, I just need a little bit more time. Just one more week, please. Like I, I've got so much I need to do still. Death would look at you and say, look at what you did with all the weeks I already gave you. Why, why now? Why would you do it now? And think about that. Why do we need to know that we're dying to truly live in presence, right? Because like, guess what? I mean, we're all dying, right? We just don't know when. So that's a big focus. I keep coming back to that is like, what would I do if I knew this was my last week on earth? And that's kind of changing my perspective. And that's an idea from that Untethered Soul book that I thought was really interesting. But hey, uh, I hope this was helpful for some people. I hope you guys all have an amazing 2023. Set some goals, book some trips, CE, vacations, dates, weekend, getaways. And, and just start some practices that you know are going to help you live a more fulfilling life. All right, we'll talk to you next week. 